It's good to be back in Big Yellow. Is the mic on? Here we go. Are you coming back? Of course I'm coming back. I'm leaving my PS5 out here. You think I'm not coming back? I mean, does that say it all? Does that say it all? I've got some relationship advice on this episode. That, of course, is from the wonderful reality show called Love After Lockup. I will be examining uh, an entire segment of that show in, in a few minutes. But first, welcome back. It's great to be in big yellow. I'm wearing yellow for my 100th episode. I can't believe I made it to 100. I don't think I've ever worked harder on a project than this project. I know other people put out podcasts every week and to get to 100 is not a big deal. But if you watch the evolution of this podcast from episode one to where it is now, it has really changed. Thanks for everybody that's been hanging in there. Thanks to all the people that have just found me and are going into the back catalog. Love to have you around. I think it's great. But what's wrong with Orny Adams. What's wrong with the world? I'll tell you what I'm fed up with. Tired of people telling me what they're doing. You don't have to uh, uh, spew off your entire to-do list to impress me. I just want to know if you want to have lunch. Do you want to have lunch? I don't need to hear how many appointments you have. I don't need to hear that you're just going to the gym or coming from the gym or you're getting a massage or whatever. I don't need to hear everything you're doing. Just say, yes, I can go to lunch. I can't go to lunch. I just feel like it's exhausting. Everybody telling you every day how much they're trying to get done. We are a world that has become addicted to getting things done and announcing it. Everybody has to tell you what they're getting done. That is all anybody can talk about is what what they're doing, what they've done, what they will do. What's coming next? And I'm tired of it. I am fired up. And I'm excited for a new season of What's Wrong with Orny Adams. And I'm going to play you some theme songs as soon as I can find the button. Here we go. Episode 100. What's his name, Kev? Orny. Orny. That's right. Adams. Adams. Put them together and what do you got? We got That is the original theme and has since been covered by a lot of people. A lot to go over on this one. Uh, This episode, I'm going to talk about my leaky roof, which wasn't supposed to leak. I'm going to talk about health insurance, bringing this down a little bit. Uh, uh, This country is ridiculous. If you don't live in the United States, the fact that we don't have health insurance and what I have to pay, ridiculous. I'm going to tell you uh, the death of a couple of things that that, uh, has been going on for a long time. One we just celebrated. Uh, It's all over. And then, of course, what... What is the worst leaf in the world? A lot of people spend a lot of their time pondering this. What is the worst leaf? Well, I'm going I'm to let you know on this episode. Uh, so let's start off by this because I love these reality shows. Everybody knows I love, I love 90 Day Fiance. I've been a fan of this show for years. And in fact, I have covered the show on this podcast several times. I used to break it down excuse me, all the time. I don't know what that was. Uh, It's like a chainsaw out there. Someone's getting chainsawed. Uh, I used to discuss it all the time on this podcast, but I I haven't in a long time. But I also watched this other show, which is really, it's not good. It's called Love After Lockup. And the clip I just played you, of course, was Red and Jory Nomi. 
in their relationship, which is covered on the show. Uh, Love After Lockup is a reality television series chronicling the lives of recently released felons and their significant others. So uh, what happens is, uh, I don't want to say desperate people, but uh, desperate people, which is what this entire We Network has become, is uh, how to exploit desperate people. Okay, these desperate people that have to go abroad to find love. There's plenty of love in this country. Uh, and people just go abroad to find... And they exploit these. I feel bad for these people. In Love After Lockup, there's a lot of people that fall in love with people in prison, which is not realistic, because the people in prison, it seems like, are dating a lot of people. seems like they date a lot of people at the same time because they're trying to get money for their canteen. And in, in, uh, in this case, uh, Nomi. I think they call it joy in the show, uh, dated Red for a long time. Now, they've got some trust issues because while they were dating and they were monogamous, although he was in prison, which seems a little bit easier to be monogamous, uh, she had a one-night stand and got pregnant and had a kid, and now Red has taken on the responsibility of trying to raise this kid. Well, it doesn't seem like Red is very happy. In fact, Red was out for a... Uh, less than a week, it appears, and, and already cheated. And he's keeping that secret from Janome. And he plans to tell her at some point, but she suspects something is horribly wrong. Oh, you know what's great about this clip? This is this is unbelievable. Janome actually uses a triple negative, not a uh, double negative, a triple negative, and actually communicates, I think, what she was trying to communicate. Let's let's get into this clip, and I'll, I'll walk you through it. But this is uh, this is something else. Okay, so now Janome uh, uh, lives in I uh, where is it New Mexico, I believe she lives on native land. I'm not I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to say native anymore. But she lives on indigenous people's land. He's moved in with her and her son, and he. Things aren't going well. Now, if you can believe this, things are not going well in the relationship. There seems to be a lot of uh, tension. And Janome senses something's wrong. Now, he is going to visit his family. She thinks something else and wonders if he's ever going to come back. Here's the clip. I just don't like how you did it all. Like, I don't mind that you're going back to go see your family. I know you guys miss each other, but it's like, just how you went about everything. I apologize for that. I kind of feel like maybe we just take a couple days. Maybe space will cure the tension, make us miss each other more. Or he can go off and nail women. Okay. You feel like you need some space? Ah. I feel like we both need space. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> are you going to hit girls up while you're up there? Are you going to hit girls up when you're up there? Are you going to you gonna uh, slide into the DM? She's concerned that while he's going to see his family, air quotes over here, people, he's going to uh, hit up some women. Now, I can tell you, they got into a fight one night. They were at a hotel and... Sh- he left. He stormed off and he called his friend. You're going to see the clip in a second and actually hooked up with her. She doesn't know that happened. 
So this guy's been locked up for a long time. Now, why people that are locked up for a long time want to come out and be in a relationship, it's a little confusing. I understand that like Joy and other women and other men that date women in prison or whoever's dating who, they, they seem to be very supportive of the people in prison. They send them money. Mm-hmm. They help them with legal issues. And I think that these prisoners, when they come out, do feel a sense of obligation to these people. Let's play the clip. Baby, you have nothing to worry about. I'm not hitting nobody up. Okay. You were saying that, though. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to see my family. I'm coming right back. I don't want to see no females or nothing. Are you going to start putting us first when you come back? Are you ready to yes. put in the effort? If you're not, then don't don't waste our time. Because I deserve better. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Well, I'm not dealing with no cheating, so if I find anything out, you might as well just stay out it's there. Done. Anything else you need to Nothing. save? That you nothing, don't want to hurt my feelings. Nothing. Leave it at that. Nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, sure. I'm hiding something. I most definitely am. <laughs> Here he is kissing another woman. His friend Julie. The affair caught on tape. He's me up every day, every night, every time I see her, every time I see Sway. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to come play Sway's yet, a kid. But I just know I am. And I have to. It's mandatory. Are you coming back? Of course I'm coming back. I'm leaving my PS5 out here. You think I'm not coming back? <laughs> I love you. Everything He's leaving his PS5. If that doesn't make any woman secure in the relationship, she said, are you coming back? Are you coming back? He said, of course I am. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my PS5. You don't have nothing to worry about. That's right. She's kind of like a pawn shop, right? He's he's uh, he's pawning his PS5, or that's collateral that he's actually going to come back. He's now kissing. He's now kissing her in the most um, awkward kiss. He uh, suctions her her cheek. Whoa! I don't know. I wish I trusted you going out there, but... I wish you did, too. Yeah, but let's make sure you say goodbye to Sway before you go. Love you. You can just tell it's not going to work out. Damn, you uh, don't love me. Did you, did you hear the triple negative in there? If if you don't, I, I don't want to go back and find it, but it's it's in there. She she said, I, I I'm not going to tolerate. She's basically saying, I'm not going to tolerate cheating. I I I I I I I can't even say it. But it's it's so genius to pull off a triple negative. Now I got to find it. Now I got to find it. I didn't want to have to go back and find it. Now I have to go back and find it because it's so. I should have. I wanted to stop it at the time. See sway like. I mean, well, I'm not dealing with no cheating. So if I find anything out. I wait a minute. Was it a triple negative? I'm. So if I find it. Well, I'm not dealing with no cheating. So. Well, I'm not dealing with no cheat. Wait, it's a double well, negative. If I find anything out. Hold on. Well, I'm not dealing with no cheating, so if I find anything out... Well, I'm not dealing with no cheating. Well, I'm... Well, I'm not dealing with no cheating. That's a double negative. Anyway, this is... uh, Maybe she was a triple negative at another point. Listen, I can't spend my entire life 
dissecting these shows. I spend enough time with it. And me and my little sister have these great dissertations because I really feel like these... It's like um, an experiment, a sociological uh, experiment, uh, watching these people and discussing it. But here's why I wanted to play that clip. And I was just going to play that that one little uh, uh, clip of the PS5. Now, I don't play... I don't, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what a PS5 is. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know. I, I assume it's the console, and maybe he's leaving a couple of games behind. But uh, this guy seems uh, really into gaming. So I, I guess gamers, if you're dating a gamer, uh, and that gamer leaves the house or goes away, and you think, I wonder if the gamer's coming back. If he leaves the PS5, you know he's coming back. Are you coming back? Of course I'm coming back. I'm leaving my PS5 out here. You think I'm not coming back? That's what every woman wants to hear. I love you. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be good. That's what every woman wants to hear. Not, oh, no, no, baby, I love you. I would never, why would I ever, why would I ever not come back? I'm in, I'm in love with you. In fact, I'm going to be thinking about you every second when I'm gone. I, I, I'm going to be counting the minutes, counting the seconds. I'm going to be texting, I'll be texting you nonstop. Baby, I would never know. Why would you ever think that? You're the one. You're the one. But instead, he said this and she bought into it. Are you coming back? Of course I'm coming back. I'm leaving my PS5 out here. You think I'm not coming back? That's not going to make any, anybody secure in a relationship. I love you. Everything <laughs> okay, on to another subject. Uh, I'm reading the January 1 and 8th. <laughs> I'm reading the January 1st and January 8th, 2024, New Yorker, and I'm reading an article on cats in Los Angeles. I didn't get really that far. In fact, I only got, I got into paragraph one and I was so annoyed, I had to stop reading it. The article's called The No-Kill Movement's Unnecessary Consequences. And and here's, here's what happened, okay? I'm reading... The article, and I don't know if this is just Los Angeles. In fact, I think it's probably all over the place, but they, we used to call them stray cats. Now they're called unowned cats. You can't call them stray cats anymore. That's not sensitive to the the, the, the stray cat. They used to be called feral cats. Then they became stray cats. Now they're unowned cats. And there's a movement to call them community cats. I need some sort of like uh, sensitivity glossary or sensitivity synonym converter. So like if I'm, uh, I don't want to sound out of touch. So I, I, oh, oh, look at this. Oh, this is a stray cat. But a chip in my head automatically converts it to, oh, oh look, unowned. It's an unhoused cat. We have lost our minds. We're constantly changing terms to sound like we give a shit more and nobody does. This doesn't solve the problem of the stray cats. We've called them stray cats forever. I don't know. Now you go unowned. I'm like, unowned? What does that, what does that mean, unowned? Well, who owns a cat anyway? Cat's an animal. You can't really possess owned. If I'm, uh, no, if I'm, uh, I don't want to get into it. I, I, I think you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. I think you know what I'm talking about. I was thinking about this. Um... I'm obsessed with 911 calls. I always have been. You know, when they, 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 they go, when it says actual 911 call, like on the bottom of the screen, I get so excited. I'm like, oh, 
what are they going to say? Are they going to say nine one one? What's your emergency? Are they going to uh, are they going to say nine one one? Where's your emergency? Sometimes they go Clark County nine one one. Like who cares? Which station are you being connected with? But I'm obsessed. And what I don't get, a couple of things. I should talk into this camera because I'm talking to the government now. A couple of things that need to be overhauled. 911 and parking meters. I was, the other day I was thinking, I was making calculations. You put a parking, uh, a quarter in a parking meter and I use credit card. You, you get about 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes on the uh, national uh, level of uh, what a quarter gets you. How many minutes to you're renting from the city to park on that street. And so let's say you put in a, a dollar for an hour. What are the chances you were going to get a ticket in that hour? Well, I, I don't I, I don't know because I don't see that many people walking around writing tickets. So, and what does a ticket cost? Let's say $30. I know in Los Angeles, it might be 60. Uh, in the small town I grew up in, it's like 15. So why not risk it? I, I imagine that you probably, by being safe, and this takes us to insurance, health insurance, car insurance, homeowner's insurance. Uh, the other day they tried to sell me on uh, funeral insurance. You can have umbrella insurance, 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 dental insurance, insurance for crap that never happens. What if you risk it? What if you never put a quarter in a meter your entire life, never put a credit card in, never pay for parking? I, I bet Love to see a study. Somebody should do a study. Love to see a study. I bet. I bet. You will save money in the long run. We overpay for insurance because we want to feel safe. We want to feel like if something does happen. But really in life, should probably go for high deductible. I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't want you to come after me. But here's the other thing that needs to be overhauled. The 911. First of all, I've talked about it before. I'll repeat myself. We need, it needs to be standardized. Do we say 911, what's your emergency? Or 911, where's your emergency? Because I like uh, what? I like what? What's your emergency? I want to get out first. Somebody's been shot or there's an accident. Then I'll get into the specifics. But the truth is, the truth is that why is it a phone call? Why is it not a video call? Why is 911 not a video call? So you can sort of show what's happening. Like if there's somebody still in the house or what the damage is. Like, I don't, I don't get that. And my hat's off to some of these 911 operators that do such a good job with the questioning. They actually solve the crime. They get the, they get a confession. They get a confession out of the person. If you watch the Von Dutch documentary, which is on Hulu, there's a um, uh, a fight and somebody is shot and killed and the 911 operator actually gets the person to say, yeah, I, I shot the person. It was me that shot the person and the person's dead. I mean, that's that's remar- the, the, the composure that they have is uh, pretty remarkable. I do jokes about it on stage, uh, so I won't repeat the jokes here, but I invite you to come see a show. Uh, let me go over some of my tour schedules. I will be, of course, back in Schaumburg, Illinois, the Chicago Improv, 
This month, January, January. So come see a show. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, I hope to see you there. It's one of my favorite places to go. I like it so much. I go when it's uh, freezing cold. You know what I do? I jump in, I jump in uh, Lake Michigan naked. I'll also be the week before that. Wish I had my calendar up. I could tell you the dates. Uh, I will be going to Traverse City, Michigan. That's right. Me, Orny Adams, is going to Traverse City, Michigan. And I, I looked it up, and it's considered one of the nicest coastal towns in Michigan, even though it's not on the coast. But I'll be there at the City Opera House, Traverse City, Michigan, the 20th. The 20th of January. The 20th, Saturday, the 20th, which means I'm at the Improv. Let's see, the uh, 26, 27, 28, I believe. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let's see, if I'm at the 20th, 20 plus 7 would be the 27th. So I'm at the 20, 25th, 26, 27. You know what I could do? It'd be a lot easier. I could pull out my phone, which I hate, and I can look at my calendar, and I don't have to do math anymore. I will be. Traverse City, Michigan, January 20th, January 25th, 26th, 27th. I'll be back at the Schomburg, Shami, Shami, Schomburg Improv in the basement of the mall. Boy, I would have thought I would have outgrown this engagement, but I'm still going. Tickets on sale at orneyadams.com. I'm back in Sarasota in February. I've got plenty of dates. I'm, uh, I've got uh, stacked January, February, March, and I've got to put up all my Vegas dates and I'm um, booked back at the Irvine Improv, Brea Improv. Uh, coming, coming to you. Uh, thank you for all, all the kind support. Uh, the people that come out year after year after year and uh, make me realize how little I've accomplished in my life in the in the year that, uh, you know, because they come back, they have kids, they're married. Oh, I bought a new home. And I'm like, oh, I, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. I didn't even patch my roof. My roof leaked. I hired somebody to uh, paint the inside. First of all, Ken and I, Ken, who lives up up on the hill, up, uh, the, the, right behind me. Ken, Ken and I mudded. You know what that is, kids? We sanded down the wall, and then we filled it in with mud. Then we sanded. We must have mudded four or five times. You have to wait like half a day. And then I even invited up Adam Corolla. And Adam Corolla gave the, gave the mwah, the mwah, the blessing. That I did a good job. It's nice. Put your hand on. It's nice and smooth. Now it's ready to be painted. Well, I don't want to paint around the the. Uh, it's a different. The walls a different color than the ceiling, than the cabinets around it. And I said, uh, and, and there's something that has to be pulled out a bank at. I said, I'm hiring somebody. Hired somebody. The guy did a wonderful job. He was supposed to patch up the roof. He ran out of time fin- uh, to finish patching up the roof. So he said, I'll come back later this week. Guess what? Didn't come back. Never came back. That's where we are in the world. People don't. People don't come back. They say they're going to come back, but they don't come back. No, why would anybody work? Since that pandemic, people realized, ah, oh, we don't have to come back. Why would I finish a job? Why would I have any uh, integrity? Why would I care about my word? Why would I care about my profession? Why would I want to do a good job just for the sake of doing a good job and feeling good about myself? Why would I? Mm, no need for that. So I had a buddy. Buddy's actually a fan. He said, I'll help you. Help me install my blinds. You know, I got those select blinds that go up and down, motorized. Love them. He goes, oh, I'll help you. Help me with the blinds. He doesn't show up for day two either. Nobody wants to come back. It must be horrible to work for. Anyway, we we got busy and he, uh, he, 
never made it down. I never got to do it because I'm, I'm traveling so much. I travel, and this is like a two-day job. You have to clean the roof, and then you have to prepare it, and then you have to do it the next day. And it, I just didn't have two days in a row because I'm, I'm traveling. I'm packing, I'm unpacking, I'm packing my merch, I'm doing these podcasts. I just didn't have time. And I wanted to do it with somebody. I'm now going to do it alone. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm looking into the camera. I'm done. I'm done. 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 Relying on other people. I'm just done. That's why I do this whole podcast myself. You That, that clip that I played of Love After Lockup, and I should say which episode it is because I, I'm sure people are going to want to tune into that. That was the season five, episode 17, Life After Lockup, Problems You Didn't Know You Had. I'm done relying on anybody. Mm. Just going to, you know, that's why I envy people like Adam Carolla that, you know, just does it himself. Knows how to fix this stuff. And, you know, there's no excuse. I was lazy. I was lonely. I wanted to have somebody help. Thought it'd be fun. Uh, going up on the roof, also for safety reasons. But I'm going to do it myself. Screw you. Screw everybody that has promised they're going to help me and, and and don't come through. The the amount of people that don't come through in our lives. Is it just me? Is it just me that's let down every day? Like, why are people making me promises and not... I didn't ask you to make the promise. These people volunteered to help with the roof or they volunteered to help with a podcast or with this or that or whatever it is. I, I, I don't ask... I don't ask. I can't tell you how many people in the business, I'm talking peers, other comedians that tell me what they're going to do. They're going to help, what phone calls they're going to make. They're going to help me get a a special produce. They're going to help me get this made or that made. Leads to nothing. um, I don't know if they do it because they think they're going to do something or they do it because they want to see a look in the other person's eyes that they're excited. They want, do they do it because they want to feel powerful that they can help somebody, but then they don't help somebody like where's the word? Does anybody's word mean anything? Because I'll tell you something. If I say I'm going to do it, I do it. I do it. I do it. I'm done. I'm done relying on anybody. Okay. I'd love to get help with this podcast. You know, like that, the clip I played at the beginning. First thing I do is I record it with my phone, Landscape HD, just off the TV. I check on YouTube. It's not on YouTube. Then I listen to it. I go, the audio's not that good. So then I bring the audio. I, I record on a, like, it's like this, like this Rodecaster Pro that I have, but it's small. It's got a Zoom H4N. It's a professional recorder with a professional microphone coming out of it. I now record the TV like that to get better audio. I sync it up. I edit it. I put it on my computer. I put one of the clips into the Rodecaster Pro, which is my soundboard right here. Do you understand how much work I'm doing before I even get in the studio? I got to set up all the cameras. One, two, three. There's different lights all over the place. I change the temperature of the lights depending on what the uh, natural light is coming into my Shasta big yellow. Okay. I do all this. Why? Because nobody, nobody is dependable. Nobody, nobody. Okay. Now I I do have Ernesto. Ernesto's great. I send him the audio. I'll send him the audio today. He'll get up 
He'll put it up within hours. So there's somebody on the team that I can depend on. But for the most part, I'm done. Done. It's why I, I, I said I'm done with agents and managers. I'm done with being misled or lied to or negotiating with people that I think are supposed to work for me, but it doesn't really feel like they're working for me. I'm done. It, it, don't come into my life and overpromise and underdeliver. That's all I have to say. So I'm going to have to go up on the roof. I, and, and there's no excuse nowadays because you have YouTube videos. I'll just watch a YouTube video and I'll do it myself. And it's good enough. And I'll feel great. And my word will be my word. But I'm, I'm, I, I, you think I'm, I'm, I'm coming for the bullshit or what's coming for the bullshit in the past? I'm coming for the bullshit 2024. Tired of it. I'm going to have to put out another special because I've got uh, two hours of material competing for one hour of space. So I'm going to, I will, I'm, I'm going to have to stop saying gonna. I hate the word gonna. Can we just make Webster? Make gonna a word so I don't have to feel guilty about using the word gonna. So I, I don't f- feel intellectually inferior that I'm saying gonna instead of going to. I'm going to. Make it a word. I'm petitioning right now. Webster's or whoever's in charge of new words. Whoever the people are that are saying, hey, no more no more stray cat. They're on own cat. Let's make gonna a word. I'm campaigning. All intellectuals, start using the word gonna. It's a better word. It's a better word. Oh, I got to show you this. I was in Concord, Massachusetts, and I was walking by a like an antique shop, and I'm like, what is this? There's a tray outside. Wait do you see this? Gem. This is in Concord, Massachusetts, the East Coast. It's got a tag on it. It's five dollars. I said, "There's no way. This is five dollars. Look at this thing. It says Los Angeles. Five dollars. And then it gives all the highlights of Los Angeles, which I was unfamiliar with, because people often say, "I want to come out and visit." In fact, my little sister was just here visiting, and she's like, "She's like, where should we go?" I always take people to Santa Monica. We walk to Venice. We go to Abikini. That's a day. You can drive around uh, Los Angeles, but although it's not uh, very safe. Ian Ziering uh, got into a brawl with people on mini bikes, so it's not safe. But according to this plaque or tray, which I don't know what it's made out of, I go for $5. This is a fine. I bet this thing's worth like a couple of hundred. It feels vintage. I come home. I, I Google. I do Google image. It's worth five bucks. These antique shops people know. They know. They're looking on the internet. There's no fines anymore. There's no, you know, the last thing you want to do is sell something and you turn on antique roadshow and you wait a minute, that's my Los Angeles tray. I sold for five dollars. It's worth thirty five hundred. Anyway, here are the highlights. Chinatown, Overa Street, Overa, I've never been. The airport. That's one of our highlights, the airport. In Grauman's uh, Chinese Theater, which is uh, right down the street. Uh, that's it. That's the highlights. If you come to Los, An- come to Los Angeles, what you want to do is each one of those four major uh, places uh, in Los Angeles, you want to hit all of them. You want to hit all of them. A little bit of yelling. I don't know. The little yelling outside in the street. I always get worried. I spent a day 
someone was critical of this too. I spent a day. I got caught up. You ever get caught up in like one song? I don't know how it got into my head, but uh, uh, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, from Evita, or that musical. I got caught up in it. I started to watch clip after clip of that. And Madonna can sing. Oh, I know how I got on it. I Now I remember. Here's what happened. Uh, Christmas Day, I was at a party, and to entertain the kids, they thought, let's spend $30 and get this new Taylor Swift concert and watch it on demand. You know, because Taylor Swift needs more money. And so they put it on. I don't really know much about Taylor Swift. I think she does uh, Shake It Off, Shake It Off. I, I don't know her music, but I watched it, and it's not for me. Not to uh, malign what she does, but, you know, it's not for me. Just like my comedy is not for some people, but for other people, they worship me. I'm their Taylor Swift. I'm the Taylor Swift of stand-up comedy to some people. But... In this case, I, I I just I wasn't relating to it, so I the headphones were on for so long. I I went outside. I went. I was on the East Coast. It was freezing cold, and I went outside to watch Madonna to cleanse my soul, because I really feel like Madonna. You know, but I'm older, so it, maybe it speaks to my generation. Anyway, uh, the world loves Taylor Swift so much. I, I got bit by a stink bug. Those stink bugs don't even bite, but they bit one bit me, landed right here. And my face, it still hurts a little. It's almost like there's stink bug leg in me or something. I, you know, I, I can't stand, I have a neighbor that's always chopping down trees. Where, where are the activists to go hug some of those trees so they stop chopping them down? Where are the people that are so concerned about the, uh, calling the cats community cats? That's the ASPCA wants to do that. Do you know what that stands for? American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. There is nothing worse than a person that is cruel to animals. These uh, helpless, adorable, dependable, beautiful things. Species. So I watched Evita. I watched a lot of Evita. I watched, uh, really, Go down that wormhole of just beautiful women singing Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. But there's a club of Madonna singing it in Argentina. And uh, I didn't I didn't realize her voice was that good and that powerful. So that's what I got out of the Taylor Swift movie. And I know I've got family members, young family members that love her. But, you know, I'm just looking at my notes. Look at that. Look at this. Uh, you want to know what's wrong uh, with Orny Adams? This is, this is a thought that I had over the break. All right. In regards to my career, I vacillate between disappointed and very disappointed. That's a an actual note. An actual note. Uh, let's talk about the death of a few things. Let's talk about the death of New Year's Eve. What happened to New Year's Eve? It used to be like a big deal. Everyone used to say, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Do you have plans for New Year's? Nobody says that anymore. Nobody's like doing anything. And I, I sort of realized it. And... I sort of sensed it, but it's gotten to the point now. I sh- I cut to because uh, I I was home doing nothing. That's what I was doing. Uh, I, I cook soup. I'm gonna talk about that at the end. What happened is I I flipped over at 11:45 to watch the ball drop, and Times Square, and they threw it to somebody in Nashville singing, which I didn't understand. I want to see the people, the revelers. Anyway. Just didn't have that energy. Like nobody cared. 
you know, we we have to watch, uh, you know, drunk Andy Cohen talking to Anderson Cooper. And uh, there was just no, like, even they cut to the people. There's no excitement anymore. I think people are actually dreading 2024. That's what I believe. I believe we, there's so much uncertainty in the world that we just don't know what to expect. And I think there's, there's fear, the economy, the politics, the violence, the wars. You hope that a calendar year like 2023 puts it all behind us, but it really doesn't. One day just rolls into another and the calendar is man-made. So, you know, New Year's Eve is dead. The other thing I realize is the death of acting. You don't even have to be a good actor anymore. They do so many cuts, so much music. Like, everything I watch, there's music behind it that creates the mood. The actor used to create the mood. Now the camera angles and the music and the sound effects creates the mood. And there's some wonderful actors out there. Let them act. That's what's wrong with the arts, with cinema now. We're so afraid of taking a breath having a moment on the screen where nothing happens. Oh, nothing happened for a second? We didn't switch angles? The music wasn't pounding? The music didn't tell... I mean, I can tell you what I'm supposed to feel, not by the actor, just by listening to the music. Oh, I'm supposed to get sad now. Oh, I'm supposed to get happy now. Like, let the actors act. So there's been a death of acting. You don't even have to be a good actor. I'm sure you could put me in anything, and I'm a mediocre actor. And I could nail it because they do everything in post. Everything is done in post. In my personal life, dieting, the death of dieting, makes no difference what I eat or don't eat. In fact, yesterday I was sick. I didn't eat all day. Guess what? Weighed the same on the scale today. So if you want to talk about my health insurance, what I'm paying, fun getting older. That's for sure. That is for sure. Oh, here's another thought I had that I would sort of develop. Why why don't we have rock bottom for sober people? We should be able to hit rock bottom and then go to a place and confess to strangers about it. Like, what I'm saying is, it seems like AA has done some wonderful things for addicts. Why don't we have group support systems set up? Uh, Like, just call it A, anonymous. You just show me I'm having a bad day. I hit rock bottom and they, they make you feel better. And then you can tell your story. I Do we have this? Do we? That's what I think we need. Oh, that's what I think we need. Taking a big gulp of juice and coffee. I'm, I'm mixing fluids to get my energy going. Hmm. Very windy day in Los Angeles. You can hear the trees swaying and hitting things. I want to read an email, a very nice email. And if you want to keep in touch with me, and please don't send me crazy emails. I, I, I The thing the holidays always does is it's like the sea goes out and just crazy people are exposed. Now, I know everybody's a little anxious around the holidays. Maybe you don't, you don't feel great. Maybe there's more drinking. But I, I don't need to hear it. I, I, I'm not the most positive person in the world. But I'm positive when it comes to humanity. I do believe people are good. 
And I do believe in supporting people and making people feel good. I didn't go into comedy because I I, I want to make people feel bad or see bad people. I, I went into comedy because I enjoy seeing people laugh, making people laugh. I love that visceral reaction. And so I, I, I'll never understand why anybody is cruel to another person online. And I think we're way, way, in fact, I know we're way too sensitive. That's why I say things like, uh, the unowned cats, like the absurdity of it. Okay. I talked about it in the last podcast. I talked about this, uh, uranium, uh, uh, what was it? What country? I can't remember. Uranium, uh, 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 Ukraine, not Ukraine. What was it? Sorry. It's uh, the point of the podcast where I look down. I'm like, Oh, I've only been doing this 40 minutes. I'm exhausted. And I lose focus. Um, uh, what was it? Where's my phone? Boy, this is this is not good. I posted a video on Instagram and TikTok, but most of the activity happened on Instagram. And it's uh where is it? What is the title of it? The other thing that was happening was those chainsaws were driving me nuts. Lithuania. Boy, Lithuania was mad at me before. Now they're really going to be mad at me. I just forgot their whole country. First, I insulted their country. I did what I would call a dad joke. It was a very simple, simple joke. Where I said, uh, talking to somebody in the audience, I said, where, where are you from? He said, Lithuania. And I thought, I know nothing about Lithuania. Does anybody know anything about Lithuania? I said, and I, in my head, I go, oh, there it is. There's my out. I said, uh, boy, the only thing I know about Lithuania is uh, that's where the batteries are from. You know, lithium. So it's a a word play. Lithuania, lithium. It's a dad joke. It's nothing against the country. Okay? Countries like Lithuania, it appears from the comments. Now, a lot of the comments seem very juvenile to me. It seems like they really think I've insulted the country. I, 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 I didn't insult your country. I was making a joke about the name of the country and my own ignorance. So it's a little like the joke's really on me. Okay, Lithuania. The joke's on me that I don't know much about your country, even though my grandparents, my great-grandparents were Lithuanian. So I'm one of you. Okay, you're stuck with me. So... It's a fish out of water joke. It's everything. It's a beautiful joke. It's really a great, for not having any pre-thought about it, it's a great joke. And you can see, it's what I love about live comedy. You can see when a thought enters the brain for the first time. Love it. This has upset a lot of people in Lithuania. I don't know if it's a language thing because they seem to be uh, calling me dumb and uh, with misspelled words. So, uh, but here's here's what I think is really interesting, fascinating. TikTok pays me, or Instagram? No, TikTok. TikTok pays me. Okay, on Instagram, it's confusing now because Instagram used to pay. Now Instagram doesn't pay, but we still post. We still post, even though they don't they don't pay. We should all stop posting. Well, the, the original video has been seen a million times on Instagram, over a million. Now, on TikTok, the original was seen uh, maybe five, 600,000 times. I don't know. Uh, and it pays. But this is what 
the people of Lithuania, my brothers and sisters, okay, my cousins, my people of Lithuania, this is what we should be upset about. Not Orny Adams making a joke. And then the way they attack me, it's like, it seems very childish. And I, I, I don't want to respond. Sometimes I go to respond on the video and it says, oh, you can't post comments under this person's comment. Delete. This isn't a one-way conversation. You can't insult me and then not let me come after you. Because I want to right, get a life, get over it. Like, <coughs> this is comedy. This is comedy. Why are you attacking somebody that's trying to be funny and not even, like, it's not even, it's not kicking down. It's just, it's a goofy joke. This is what's wrong with the world. We're so uptight. We're so just excited to jump on anything and have a cause and feel like we're the victim and we're going to, we, we have to overreact today. Oh, t- where's my to-do list? Hold on. Hold on. Where's my to-do list? Okay. Overreact about something. Check. Better, better overreact. Uh, check. I mean, it's like, grow up. Holy shit. Turn on the news. There's some real atrocities in this world. Real injustices. You want to be outraged? If you live in America, you should be outraged by our healthcare system. Outraged. That I have to pay out of pocket $1,000 a month. And I'm a healthy person. So tell me. And I have to pay more than other people because I, I've, I've, I have an income. Okay? I understand subsidizing, but like, should healthcare be that much? I don't know why our government doesn't have clinics where we can go and just get basic health care for free, and then we can pay, for, get health insurance for the catastrophic stuff. We can pay if we decide we want to survive a disease or if we're mangled, God forbid, in a car accident or something. So I put up my email, which is what's wrong at ornyadams.com, because I do enjoy hearing from people. But I'm now getting too many emails and I can't respond to all of them. And I'm getting a lot from the same people. And a lot of times I don't even understand what the person's saying. And I think the one thing I've learned from having a podcast is people feel like they know me much differently than they knew me through my stand-up comedy or any other project or Team Wolf that I've ever done. I guess I've only done three projects. Uh, Team Wolf, uh, stand-up comedy, and this podcast. So people feel like they really know me, which I think is great. I, I think is is wonderful. But a lot of these emails concern me. If I'm going to be honest, I get a little, I get a little concerned. <laughs> some of these, some of them, I have to forward to my friends in the FBI. I'm like, hey, hang on to this name. You know, some people send me threatening emails on social media. That they're upset about a, a joke I did. I, I'm not an offensive comedian. I don't get up on stage and say, I'm going to I'm gonna piss these people off. I'm going to get a rise out of them. Like, I'm talking about uh, Pink Himalayan Sea Salt, okay? If that upsets you, 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 you got a pretty good life. Like, take your energy and concentrate on all the, the wars. All the innocent people being killed all over the world. All the people being taken advantage of by... Powerful people, powerful groups. You're coming after me for doing jokes? Really? Really? 
You're that offended by a joke? That's too bad. It's too bad because I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep doing my, what I call mild jokes and you can continue to get upset. You're not going to whittle me down in my enthusiasm. On the flip side, here's a great email. There's a great email. I've didact, I've I've blocked out his name. His name is Greg. Greg says, Orny. Now this was sent in November 2023. Also, the other thing is, when you watch my podcast on YouTube, okay, this is now episode 100. This is up on Patreon. So if you want to subscribe and support me, I appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash horny, pay $5, and you can watch the whole back catalog, okay? Or, or you can wait, you can listen to the audio. That's, this will be up today. It's January 2024. It's January uh, uh, 4th, 2024. Or you can, uh, and then you can watch the older videos on YouTube. So stop writing under the videos that why am I why are you talking about Easter in November well because if you want to you want to see me talk about Easter in April you got to pay on Patreon because I spend hours doing this I don't even feel bad saying this I spend so much time and I make almost zero on this podcast okay so I don't feel guilty putting it up on Patreon. For the people that support me, I'm so grateful. There's a lot of really kind people that just uh, go to PayPal and send me money or Venmo and send me money. It, it shocks me. Somebody sent me $10. I was like, I wrote them a personal email. And they said, oh, I wish I could have given more. I'm like, given more? $10? It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you for supporting the arts because I'm not supported by those streamers, by the networks. I'm a little punk rock over here doing everything myself, which I'm fine with. I'm not bitter, but I'm just explaining it to you. I don't know why I got off on that tangent. Oh, oh, so like today, this is episode 100. The audio will be out today. The video will be up on Patreon within 24 hours. And on YouTube, I uploaded episode 84 today. So that's 16 episodes earlier. And it was an episode that I shot in August. So the YouTube is up to date for August. Patreon is up to date for, 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 the, for the day. The day it comes out. Mm. This is from Greg. Greg saw me in Las Vegas. Orny, hello. And you rock, bro, is all I was able to muster up when I ran into you after your show at the Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Las Vegas last weekend. Your performance was stellar, and I must admit that nerves got the best of me when it came to talking to you in person. Well, you know what? You should be nervous. I'm famous. I'm a big deal. I'm one of the most hated people in Lithuania. Uh, You should be nervous. I mean, how often do you meet a famous person like me? Big time Orny Adams. Greg continues, I'd like to share something with you that I hope you'll appreciate. My first exposure to your comedy was earlier this year. I saw that you were performing at the Jimmy Kimmel's in July and decided to watch More Than Loud before the show. More Than Loud is a brilliant special and instantly inspired me to purchase a ticket to your show at Jimmy Kimmel's, which was outstanding. After that, I reached, after that, I watched your special Takes the Third. This is a great, this great guy's my favorite. This is the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to see the specials and come see a show. 
and then watch other specials. That, spo- that special motivated me to follow you on Facebook, where I received a link to your What's Wrong with Orny Adams podcast. At that point, thinking that you're some kind of comedy super wizard, I was almost fearful of the podcast because everyone has a podcast these days and many of them aren't that good. For a road trip from Denver to Las Vegas, I downloaded a bunch of What's Wrong with Oni Adams episodes along with an audio book. I intended to listen to one or two episodes of your podcast and then move on to the audio book. I was halfway through Utah and 10 or 12 episodes in before making the switch to your book, to the book. I was somewhere to have a book. Again, totally impressed with your content and delivery. During one of your podcasts, you explored the tedious creative process and spoke of how your audience might feel about hearing the same material more than once. This is uh, one of my grievances when people say, I saw you last year. I'm going to come back this year. I'm going to see the new material. I talked about it with Jim Clemente on a recent podcast. I don't know what I did that night. And everything changes. You can come see me two times in a night. You're going to see a different show. But why do I have to validate my comedy and my, my creative process and my output? None of your business. So now Greg's going to address it. Greg's going to weigh in. During one of your podcasts, you explored the tedious creative process and spoke of how your audience might feel about hearing the same material more than once. Only the entitled would feel disappointed. It seems your mind operates at such a high level that redundancy is almost self-canceling. Your live shows are some of the best I have ever seen. Your shows are fun, engaging, and original, and with very little overlap. You're way up there in the rarefied air when it comes to comedians who can pull that off. Are you listening? People that email me and ask me that? It's a lot of chutzpah. A lot of chutzpah. In fact, if you're so concerned, I tell people, take a year off. Take a year off. Oh, I mean, can't imagine if you had to see something twice and had to laugh at something twice or look around and, and go, wow, he, the tempo, he changed the tempo or that was over here before or no, look at all these people laughing at it for the first time. I mean, how many times do people go see Cats or see the same movie more than once or read the same book? Well, nobody reads books anymore. Except for this guy, of course. No, he did a, uh, a audiobook. As a life, as a lifelong, this is Greg continues. As a lifelong fan of comedy, it is very cool to see someone with your level of skill, drive, and dedication putting out such consistent quality content. Your hard work is much appreciated. Laughter appreciated. Laughter is important. Thanks for doing what you do. Looking forward to another live show, Greg. I, I want to say, Greg, dude, thank you. I'll be in Vegas four times in 2024. Please come back. Please introduce yourself. I, I think I responded to your email. If I didn't, I will respond after this show. And I'm going to say, hey, Greg, I, I read your email on the air. I hope you don't mind. You didn't put in a disclaimer, but it didn't seem like there was anything too private in there. W- what I got from that email is there's somebody who's a true comedy fan. Somebody that is good for the comedy community. Somebody we need more of. I'd like to go to a show and see more of you. I think you would get my lithium battery joke. I think you understand the creative process and, and appreciate it. And maybe like when I watch Madonna sing Evita 15 times in a row. Uh, by the way, okay, there's an example. I watched Madonna sing Evita in different shows and I wasn't thinking it's the same song. It's like the outfits changed. 
the way she moved on stage. Sometimes it was just a piano on stage. Sometimes there were people behind her. Sometimes it was just her. Like the way she moved, it's the same material, but it has a different energy and a different essence. I mean, when you go to museums, the Mona Lisa is still hanging there. Nobody's asking for an update. Nobody's saying, hey, no new Mona Lisa, no new painting. I mean, it's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. Really, what's wrong with the world is there's too much communication. Like, I want to hear from people, but at the same time, it gets me down sometimes. The level of, I have to justify myself and explain myself and being misunderstood. It's 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 overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Well, episode 100. I mean, I feel like I'm on fire. I thought the last episode was one of my best. Now I think I'm thinking this and... Uh, but I, I do thank everybody that comes to my shows. I do thank everybody that supports me. I made a purposeful decision during COVID to shed as much of the business out of my life and be mom and pop, even though it's just pop. What is backing up? What is backing up? And why is it backing up for so long? You should never have to back up that far in a big truck. If you're backing up that far in a big truck, something's wrong. It's moving away from my house. Thank God. I want to back into my house. Um, Now I want to discuss something that's controversial. This will certainly upset the people of Lithuania. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay, Lithuania, you're angry at Orny Adams. Mom and Papa Orny Adams doing a a little joke. And here's the other thing. Don't tell me. You're not the arbiter of comedy. That's not funny. You can say, that's not funny to me. You can say, I didn't find that funny. That's fair. But that's not funny? Nah. It doesn't work like that. I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, you can look in the video clip and you can listen. There's a room full of 500 people laughing that found that funny. In fact, I don't remember looking around and not seeing somebody not laughing or anybody being offended. So you can't say that's not funny. It's not mathematical. Two plus two equals four. If two plus two in, uh, on a piece of paper said equals six, I, you could say that's wrong. Okay, the arrogance, the amount of self-importance you put on yourself, the narcissism that you're the arbiter. You're the decider of what's funny. You're not. That has no place in art. You have no place in art. You don't understand art. You don't understand the creative process. You're a detriment to art. You're a sad person, I suspect. And you should know that. Because comments like that aren't necessary. Again, I'm I, I criticism's cool. I don't like it doesn't feel good, but it's it's okay to say, I don't think that, like Taylor Swift, it's not for me. I'm not knocking what she does. It speaks to so many people. People love her. She's like a movement. She's like a rallying call for women. They they, they, they see something that uh, that solidifies their feeling of, of the world, which is, which is, but doesn't talk to me. I can say that. I can't say 
Taylor Swift sucks. I can't say that she's not talented because she is talented and she's talented. And to some people, she's it. So what are you saying? If you say that Lithuanian battery clip isn't fine, what are you saying? You're actually insulting the 500 people that were there at the time and thought it was funny. This isn't fun. You're saying you know more than them. You don't. And you need to realign your thinking. You need to take your head and shake it up like a snow globe and put it down and let it settle back into reality. And the reality is we don't need that in this world. We need supportive people. And if something rubs you the wrong way, leave it alone. I see stuff every day I don't like. And I just go, not for me. But I don't need to tell the person. And I'm not easily offended by things. So it's just something to think about. And then you put that up against this beautiful email from, from Greg that has had an experience after an experience after an experience, discovering me on different platforms, discovering me live, discovering my comedy, listening to this podcast, and reaches out in a very articulate, very, um, just beautiful. It's beautiful. The I'd rather play, listen to me, to a room full 500 Gregs than 30,000 uh, just uh, not dialed in fans or people, just casual people. This is this is why I went into comedy. This is why I'm doing a podcast is to connect to people like this. So thank you. Thank you. I meant to read it on the last podcast. I didn't. I'm actually glad I, I saved it for this podcast. I really am. Now let's talk about, this is certainly controversial. This will upset the people of Lithuania. I guarantee. If you're, if you're a Lithuanian, shut it off now. Shut it down. I'm going to get controversial. I'm going to talk about the most ridiculous. The most ridiculous. I had to make soup. And I, I I came to this conclusion. The bay leaf is the dumbest leaf. There's no dumber leaf than the bay leaf. I hate the bay leaf. I don't even know why it's in there. In fact, I don't. I think it's some sort of insider thing that chefs do. I can't imagine it changes the flavor that much. The one leaf for, for a huge pot of soup, malarkey. I hate the bay leaf. In fact, somebody once made me pasta, red sauce. They they put in three bay leaves. It tasted like a eucalyptus sauce. It was disgusting. Now, according to uh, Wikipedia, bay leaf can be used whole, either dried or fresh, in which case it is removed from the dish before consumption. Now, why are we floating a leaf in there that can't be eaten? Feeling a little bit like the death cap mushroom. I went online to see if there was an update on that, the uh, death cap mushroom case in Australia, the one Jim Clemente and I discussed. No update. She's been arrested, but that's it. The flavor that a bay leaf in part, this is according to Wikipedia. The flavor that a bay leaf imparts to a dish has not been universally agreed upon. But most agree it is a subtle addition. According to Serious Eats, this is, in case you're wondering if I need a life. If, you, if anybody's wondering, I, I've now, 
spent time researching bay leaves. <laughs> That's what happens. I get, I'm curious. This is according to Serious Eats, a website. Turns out that in this country, dry bay leaves are imported generally from Turkey and fresh bay leaves come from California. Well, why not put that, that on the Los Angeles tray? Put a bay leaf on here. And in fact, the two types of bay leaves are not even directly related. See that? There's not even, they're not even regulated, the bay leaves. Bay leaves aren't even regulated. This is, it's garbage. Fresh California bay leaves come from a tree that has a decidedly more potent eucalyptus flavor. There you go. I must have had fresh ones that can easily dominate the dish. Sure did. Sure did. Didn't taste like meat sauce. That's for sure. Uh, 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 dominate Easily dominate dish if you're not careful. While Turkish bay is much milder and more nuanced. In fact, bay leaves are the one, uh, are the one case where I'd advocate against ever using fresh unless you know what you're getting into. That's right. This is a cautionary tale. Be careful using the fresh bay leaves. Don't say I don't bring cooking tips to the show. I made soup. I'm a chef. I made soup. I made beef barley soup. All right. You want to know what's in that? A million ingredients. Now, I, I, I don't think I was in the spirit of soup because I, I feel like soup should be something like you open the drawer and you're like, oh, we have celeries, we have, uh, we have barley, we got some uh, carrots, let's put some uh, chicken stock in there and let's make some soup. I actually went and bought it. So all these ingredients I had to get. I had to get, uh, uh, I got cube steak. I also got uh, short ribs. There's olive oil, there's onion, there's celery, carrots, garlic, red wine, there's Beef broth or chicken broth. My mom recommended chicken broth. I went with that. Worcestershire sauce, which I left out because there's anchovies in there. And I'm sick of people slipping anchovies into places. You want to add salt, add salt. And and I'm sick of uh, pink Himalayan salt. I was reading about that today too. The pink Himalayan scam. Salt is salt. Just spit on the mic. I'm fired up. Then you got to have time. You have to have barley. I got rosemary I put in there. Salt and pepper. Uh... Parsley. I got fresh Italian parsley, mushrooms, tomato sauce. What? Uh, and then uh, you can put, I put a little uh, onion soup, like Lipton onion soup. Uh, here's the deal. I spent over $60. Why didn't I just open a can? Why didn't I just open a can of soup? Would have been a lot easier than that. I spent all day cooking and I spent a, a ridiculous amount of money, $60. To make a thing of soup. That's what I was looking for, that button, in case you were wondering what that delay was. What's his name, Kev? $60. I went there. took me three hours to shop for all these ingredients. It was on New Year's Day. There's a million people there. And I'm everything I've got to ask. Where's the... Uh, couldn't find the barley. Had to ask three people. Finally, they had to make an announcement. Like, I got a, uh, there's a guy in a white sweatshirt looking for barley. And they found me. They had to bring me to the barley. Bring them to the barley. Bay leaves. I got into a big debate. I got a big fight. I'm like, where's the fresh bay leaves? They're like, we don't have fresh bay leaves. You have to buy it in a, you know, who's ever going to finish this thing of bay leaves? It's dumb. I'm petitioning right now for all chefs to finally come clean and say the bay leaf is not needed. In fact, I watched on YouTube, there are people taste testing different dishes with bay leaves. 
and they can't tell which one has the bay leaf and which doesn't. It's the dumbest, dumbest leaf. The fact that you have to take it out, the fact that it's in there forever, right? It's in the soup for hours and it's still crunchy. It never softens up. It isn't edible. I, I'll tell you this, take pick any leaf, any leaf and throw it in there. In fact, the, the reason the, the leaf probably ended up in soup in the first place was they had nothing else. Soup is for like, traditionally, like I was thinking of like poor people. I was thinking of people in the Holocaust that like, you know, that's all they had to eat was a soup with like maybe a pea at the bottom or one piece of carrot, like soup. That's what the spirit of soup is. So they probably just didn't have anything to put in the soup one day. And they're like, just went in the yard and just started pulling. Uh, uh, why is this episode should be over? Uh, the, the twigs and stuff like that. Or else they were cooking outside and all of a sudden one, one leaf fell in there and like, okay, that's it. Now we're putting a bay leaf in every single time. It's absurd. It's absurd. Episode 100, What's Wrong with Orny Adams? Fired up. Think I'm going to be able to sleep after this, even though it's, you know, noon right now? And never forget, never forget this. If you're a woman and your man is leaving and you think he's walked out on you for good, then you look up and you see a PS5. He's coming back. Are you coming back? Of course I'm coming back. I'm leaving my PS5 out here. You think I'm not coming back? There you go. I love you. Everything's going to be good. That's how men think, I guess. <laughs> Stay happy. Be supportive. Laugh. Enjoy life. And Happy New Year. Thanks, everybody. Of course, the chainsaws have stopped now. All right. That makes sense. <laughs>